Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. And that's a nice place to be right now. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson alongside because people are getting more misinformation about food production than ever before. Oh no, maybe I'm just in tune with what's really being told to people. Jay Truett coming to us from somewhere in an undisclosed location in Missouri. Andrew Henderson, he's locked up. He's isolated. <laughs> it's <laughs> like the tables are turning. I'm at home. Yeah. I know. And Jay Truett's on the run. It's just hey, what Andrew doesn't realize. Is, yeah. Yeah, what what Andrew doesn't realize is I'm out grabbing his clients right now. I'm driving around. <laughs> no, driving around no Andrew, blood. Andrew, who did you say was subpoenaed earlier today? You told me, and all of a sudden, Jay Truett is on his yeah. in his vehicle on the run. I say, it, you know that when there's smoke, there's fire. Christopher yeah. Ray, subpoenaed. No. I'm yeah. I'm actually. In 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 all full honesty, Andrew, I am racing to the post office because I just realized today I forgot to send my uh, my reply back to the royal family over the whole coronation thing, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to sit with Harry and Meghan uh, at some bus stop out in Utah and watch it on TV. So I don't know. It's a it's a tough, it's a tough life. <laughs> Why well, Utah? Wait a minute. Why Utah? I, I don't actually, know. I, I, I just... are, you aware, are, are you aware that they, I mean, the big news over here was, listen to this. They thwarted. Now, remember this. You, you know that um, Joe Biden has declined his invitation to King Charles III's um, coronation. Oh. And um, he's, uh, uh, he's going, instead, he's going to Ireland this week. And um, they've thwarted a, uh, have you seen this? They've thwarted an assassination attempt by the IRA, that's the Irish um, Republican Army, um, who are going to try and assassinate a Democrat. <laughs> you couldn't make this up. Well, um, I mean, I... it was the Democrats that paid for the IRA. You just couldn't make this up. But they've I... thwarted the IRA attempt to assassinate your uh, president when he's over here. There's a problem. This particular IRA, as far as I'm aware, there's only about three members. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It only takes one, by the way. Yeah, yeah but no, it's not, actually. It's going to take them long to find out which one of them it was, is it? Let's be honest. They say yeah. they've supported it. Anyway, uh, just... it'll, it'll, it'll end up being one guy uh, that's been drunk for 22 years and he thought Joe Biden was still the enemy or something. He woke up and or I reckon he'll be the uh, the the transvestite face of Guinness. That's where I think he'll be. <laughs> That's what I think he'll be. He'll be. Oh uh... my goodness! You, you, do not send a hate mail to Trent Luce. Go directly to Andrew Henderson <laughs> for all you Irish folks. Uh, 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 I've can. seen it all. You, you know. know I've, there, there's another theory behind this, that this, okay. this Irish rebel is actually just a huge LSU women's fan. And, <laughs> and, and the fact that Jill Biden invited Iowa to the White House as well has got him livid. He's just, yeah. he, he doesn't want any part of this. She's, she's off. He's going to get rid of her. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I honestly, 
I, 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 I had somebody come up to me at the football on Sunday, uh, a dentist actually, and um, he said, oh my God, he said, I know, he said, I've been watching your programme, he said, I said, oh, have you? He said, yes, he said, it's the only place we get any news that's actually worth listening to, and he said, well, he said, because, now, this guy, by the way, is double jabbed, so I will tell you, and he said, but, he said, why are the Americans just putting up with this president? He's completely gone. I said, yeah, they've known that for a while, and he said, yeah. Why well, wouldn't they have known it? I said, because it's obvious. He's completely lost there. I well, mean, he, he's. I knew it he's, in 1994. Jay, when did you figure out Biden was gone? <laughs> uh, so I didn't. I didn't actually meet him until uh, 1990. Really? You've met him? God. Oh yeah. Uh, I've been in his office a couple of times. It didn't matter. Um, the the. Uh, well, yeah, could be very clear that, to me. That the guy's goof. Right. I mean, he was so this is the problem before before he was just uh, before he lost it. He didn't have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the most <laughs> that's a true story. And so that's have you seen that, uh, part. He says he's decided to run. This is the funny one where he goes, he's, he's decided to run, but they don't want to tell anybody yet. That's, that's what he said on main news. I've decided to run for president, but we don't want to tell anybody just yet. <laughs> what? I mean, how can you even square that? That's just well, no. It's, so wait, 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 wait though. In fair, in fairness, that that's kind of a, a legal status criteria in the United States. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're the president and you actually legally declare that you're going to run for re-election, then they they changed the uh, criteria for how you pay for your trips traveling around and if you say if you really if the purpose of the trip becomes anything political then the campaign has to pay for it and air force 1 is an expensive beast to pay for you have to pay for all the fuel you have to pay for uh, anybody's time that got uh, stuck listen. Yeah, hey, listen, if you look at the laptop, they made about $400 million out of Air Force Two. They can make an awful lot more out of Air Force One. Don't worry about that. Oh, sure, yeah. Everything no, this guy no. does is political. Well, everything that his puppet master does is political. But yeah. anyway. So, no, so really, that's the only reason. He's just trying to be careful. He probably won't declare till the very last second. That way he can do all most of his campaigning on our dime. When When um, is the last time he can... You know, would he still be alive? Because when is the last time he can declare? What 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 is it? What day uh, is it? So you, yeah, you're assuming he is still alive. Um, and the latest date would be sometime I think in in January in a lot of states. So the primaries that start in this year, he doesn't even have to be in them. Uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. No, we won't have any. No, we won't have any primaries this year that are in regards to the presidential. No, mm -hmm. they'll start next year. Okay. Yeah, okay. we get we get a little bit of a break. When when is the Iowa caucus? Well, May. so they they just shifted that right, um, and it's going to be the South Carolina um, will be the first stop on the Democrat side. And um, they Feb they bump the Iowa caucus February fifth, twenty twenty four. Yeah, we we got we we have a while. Everyone should just like buckle up and take your pill and et cetera et cetera. We're uh, I mean we're just barely halfway through the 
first go. So here, Andrew guys. said the funniest thing ever on Across the Pond. I think it was last week, Thursday, J Truck. Okay. Because uh, he tried to make the announcement that Bobby Kennedy was going to run for president. And I said, Andrew, I, I told you that last week or Tuesday on across the or on roll route. And I realized that he, it was when he was taking his little hiatus and wasn't with us because I knew Bobby was going to announce it two weeks ago. And Andrew said, he just don't have enough money. And, and, and Andrew, I'm not arguing with you. But to, to think the concept of a Kennedy doesn't have enough money to run for president, yeah. therein lies the problem. Right, yeah. No, it, that, literally, therein lies the problem. Yeah, it, I am yeah. saying literally. Was I, I, whoa, whoa. was I right or was I wrong? Uh, I think a Kennedy can raise as much money as he wants, but your premise is right. He he uh, he has shown the ability to raise hundreds of millions of yeah, dollars absolutely. at the drop of a hat. Literally, I he can probably just call his favorites list on his yeah, phone. Absolutely. He doesn't even have to get into the Rolodex and and raise the money. I'm guessing favorites that. List. Am I on your favorites list then, Jay? Do you have a favorite? I don't have a favorites list. No, you are actually. Yeah, you're on it. All right. Okay. You're right there. I'm not going to call you because it costs me money, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that I don't have a favorites list. I think that hey, okay, favorites list. Yeah, my wife, have, my wife has my wife has more friends than anyone I know in the world. Right? I mean, she just does. She has friends everywhere, mm-hmm. and r- true friends. She's just one of those people that makes friends easy, and she is the friendliest person I know. Same as and I, that I've said, got one like that as well. I've got I, one. Like that. I'm not I'm not on her favorites list because she never figured out how to set it up on her phone. And I told her one day, she goes, uh, I can't remember. I have two phones, one for work and my personal phone. And she goes, I can't remember your work phone number. And I said, isn't it on like my contact card in your favorites list? And she looked at me as though yep. I had suggested Jay, that. Jay, I got to go to a break. But I'm just going to say in parting, it doesn't matter if you're on her favorites list. What matters is you're on the most frequently called list. We'll be back with more Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, Trent Luce on Roll Route after this. I just had a tremendous conversation with Jason Bohr. Jason is the executive CEO and president of Lignite Energy. And did you know that a significant portion of the ash that goes into concrete comes from coal-fired power plants? We often talk about the electricity, how reliable it is, how inexpensive it is. But what are the other products? Lignite.com with details. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson, Jay Truitt. And now we have figured out why the three of us gather every week. Because we've all determined during the break that none of us are on our wife's favorites list on their phone. (laughs) Well, I'm not surprised. But unlike you two, I'm not surprised I'm <laughs> in fact, if my dogs had a telephone, they'd be on it, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. No, um, I'm, but anyway, I know I finished below the dogs. So listen, let's talk about something that I'm still trying to I'm still trying to actually get my opinion worked out myself on. Um, but this whole idea of uh, states, no states no. doing um, um, potential bans on mRNA. Uh, vaccines for livestock. I'm just curious what what 
what everybody's thoughts are. And I think my issue is, is that I can't quite get settled on what the real honest to goodness science is here. And, uh, and oh, I, oh, wow. I, I am now getting texts from an unnamed friend of mine who's in the state. An unnamed friend. <laughs> so he's an unnamed friend on a, and you're on friend. his favorite. He asked me not to use his name, so I'm not going to oh, use okay. his name. Okay. But he's in the middle of this situation, and another friend that uh, Jay and I have as a mutual friend right. is actually has his own kid getting targeted because of what's happening in this mRNA livestock vaccination thing. I just want to be clear for everybody listening that there is currently one mRNA vaccine and it's the technology on how they make the vaccine. That in itself is not dangerous. What they do to the vaccine after they make it, that is where the challenge lies. But in the livestock world, there's one pig vaccine for PED that came out in 2015. It was made with the technology from mRNA. There are zero cattle vaccines. Right. And that currently, I'm not saying that they don't plan to do that, but it's, it's, it's as simple as they don't culture the virus and build the vaccine to create immunity through the culture. They take the genetic code and make the vaccine. What they put right. in the genetic code and the vaccine after they do it, there could lead to danger. But this whole thing, Jay Ander and I talk about it on Across the Pond, it's his term, porn, fear porn. I would have called yeah. it fear mongering, but I'm just you know I'm going to use the Brits term I, I, in this case. Well, can I so just I, say one thing? Can I just say one thing that I didn't say on uh, across the pond, and that is in the UK at the moment, and I think this is very important. I think I'm right in saying that 63% of uh, our population in the UK had the first and second mRNA vaccines. Okay. The big concern I have, Trent, and this is not fear porn, it's just fact, that how come 70% of the deaths are in the vaccinated? That's the, that's the concern I've got. And so I would want to see some very good peer-reviewed long-term evidence that that vaccine that you're describing in pigs works. Because that's the first Okay. Most important thing. Does it work? See, here's, this is where my whole question comes about. We, I, I think what, what appears to me happened was that we took a, a concern over the human vaccines that didn't go through trials, that didn't go through a normal approval process that we don't have all the data on. And they've not been transparent about that. They're clearly, uh, there clearly at least are great questions that need to be answered, if not deep, massive concerns. And we're applying that to the title of a process. And this is almost like um, the early days of the GMO conversation when all of a sudden people stop buying giant categories of food and giant cat and the same thing on hormones. For goodness sakes, right? We, uh, uh, we had a, we had a, a battle, a worldwide battle over hormones in beef, but no one was ever worried about the the uh, 16,000 times rate of the same hormones in broccoli. And they were replacing beef with broccoli in, in meals, um, literally, and driving up hormone counts. We, well, we look, just... Look, if any consolation... Have, and, if it's and, any consolation, though, that, 
they are talking about putting these um, um, RNA vaccine uh, derivatives into crops as well. But you are right. I, I, I'm saying the same as you, actually. We, as long as we know it's been properly tested and it works, I have no problem with it. Um, and so, but that is the question because it's very evident to me at the moment that I would take a lot of convincing that there's enough time to have proven that these type of vaccines work. That's the key to this. Yeah, I and I, again, I've always had those concerns. I, I again, I I kind of feel like we're going through the same conversation today that we had way back in the in the early part of the 90s over modified live vaccines for livestock and and people. Um, some guy got a vaccine that didn't work, that the efficacy wasn't very good in it. And so then he blamed the vaccine for actually making the disease explode. Well, the disease was exploding no matter what. He was having problems with shipping fever. He couldn't figure that out no matter what. The reality was um, we're just we're in this mode now where we just like uh, we shoot first and then we ask questions later. And if we've learned anything, I mean, if you have learned anything over the last six to eight years now in the world, it is that what you see and what you hear uh, in the media and on the Internet is about a 99 percent chance that it's not true. Not accurate. So it's I'm going to com- completely true. I'm going to completely confuse this conversation. Because yep. while I will not in any way, shape, or form cast a shadow of doubt over vaccines in terms of its safety to humans consuming the products, I, I do. Not, I have zero concern about that. I personally have not vaccinated an animal since October eighteenth, twenty twenty one, and I can tell you, my animals are healthier than they've ever been. Yeah, absolutely. That's a completely different conversation, though. It really, is. right? That's a conversation about what is appropriate and proper herd health management, the biosecurity on your own farm, how you manage that, how you wean and cull instantaneously when you do see problems and et cetera, et cetera, right? You, there, there's, listen, we raise livestock uh, all over the planet for thousands of years before we ever came up with the very first needle, let alone a vaccine to go in it. So, we, I just we, want us. I just we, want us to be real. And these states are not having a real conversation. No, they're not. They're com- In fact, the one in Missouri has been hijacked by a situation that comes to from Australia on something people saw on the internet. That's the whole yeah. conversation that's leading in the state of Missouri trying to develop a law around one incident that was circulated from one person in Australia that didn't even have anything to do with an animal. Yeah, exactly. That is precisely the point. But why, and, why, why can't the two of you just concede then that okay, from what I can see, Missouri are trying to ban the use of uh, mRNA vaccines in animals. And um, surely the most sensible thing to do is to not allow them until enough time has gone past to prove that they are not just um, because I am. Always, and there's no risk to humans, and there's no reason for government to intervene in this situation. Zero. I I, I don't I, agree with that. 
So no, so let's wait, 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 though, Andrew. Come on now. Um, tell me, tell me that you don't believe the following statement is completely accurate. Political folks are in no way, shape, form, or another the best people to answer the question. And we keep asking political people to answer questions on all kinds kinds of issues, whether it be climate, whether it be vaccines, whether it be something else. Half this of them... Is, this sounds like the two of you haven't listened to what I said. No, no I heard what you I, said. I, you're you're wanting government to get bigger. I'm opposed to government not, getting bigger no, at I, every I, I, turn. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, again, you... I said, but, the, but, but listen, the, the, the state of evidence must be unequivocal. Listen, both of you, I'm going to tell you, in three years, this vaccine for humans has killed 500 times more than all of the other vaccines that were ever introduced and in the world. And it has nothing to do with the technology that made the vaccine. It had everything to do with what they put in well, it after I'm, we got to go to roll out. Sorry, second half, not, just ahead. You're not a doctor. You're not a doctor either. We'll get back to that in the second half right off the bat. I don't claim to be a doctor, but the wall of honor is not doctored in any way, shape, or form. It's pure local hometown heroes. The Wall of Honor is about your people and your community that have stood tall, that have endured whatever it takes for freedom. Veterans, first responders, those folk, those volunteer firefighters, those EMTs in our community, they don't never get any recognition. Well, we recognize them with the Wall of Honor. It's a monitor that comes into your businesses. Get more details or contribute to the cause. Go to the website, thewallofhonor.org. It's time we say thank you and show our appreciation in the right place. Welcome back, everyone. Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson from the UK. Jay Truett from another foreign land called Missouri. Show me. All right, Andrew, I'm just going to say this and then let you have your way. We have a system in place that's been in place for quite some time that approves or does not approve these types of biologicals, which are said to be vaccines. I might mention that some president put in place opposition or operation warp speed, which eliminated that for the human side. But there is no reason a state should supersede that if that protocol is already in place to deem whether or not this vaccination is safe. I'm agreeing. If if we know that the proper uh, procedures have gone through to make this vaccine safe, then you have my, then I'm with you. But if that's not the case. That at the end of the story is the the real story. Well, if that is the case, then there's nothing to answer. But if it's not the case, well, there's a lot to answer. That's it. That's it. There, there is no reason any biological. There's no reason people should take something that hasn't been through a proper testing procedure. But that comes back to you, the individual. It shouldn't have to have the government tell you don't do that. Well, more, more importantly, though, guys, what's still being kind of lost in this, and even in this, where, where we all agree, obviously, the, um, the, the problem is, is that what went wrong with with the the case that Andrew is discussing is that politicians made a decision yeah, to supersede to get around the traditional process. That is precisely what is happening in the state of Missouri today. Exactly. 
That's a there's good point. No one, there's no one in that room that has the same skill set and the same life experience of the people that have been evaluating uh, um, vaccination approvals for, um, uh, in some cases, 40 or 50 years, literally, um, at, at, uh, at FDA. And FDA may do a whole lot of things wrong. But one of the things that their track record proves is that when their process is followed, that their failure rate is really, really, really low on vaccines. The, mm. their, their failure rate is very, very, very low. Their success rate is is extremely high. And I know there's controversies over vaccines, period. I'm not I'm not trying no, to weigh no, into I, that. Apart from, from the apart from the MS. Apart from the COVID nineteen vaccine, you are one hundred percent correct. And 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 literally, the they became the gold standard for the entire world, and they threw it all away, partially mm-hmm. because Donald Trump um, um, suspended the rules, as Trent described. More importantly, though, we had politicians all over the United States, and a bunch of them in Washington D.C. They were ready to approve anything anybody gave them and give them any amount of money just to make this go away. Well, we learned we learned something in that process, right? And that is, you don't let politicians who feel and your whole your whole your whole political establishment was behind and for Operation Warp Speed. Nobody was against it. Exactly. And, no. and so to just it was everybody, and it here in the UK we had unilateral agreement from all of our politicians that it was the right thing to do, and it was the same across the whole of Europe, with one or two very very important exceptions. One of which was the guy that actually designed the mRNA vaccines themselves, which just you can't believe it really when you think about it. Well, and, um, you know, I mean, it's not the first time. They all agreed slavery was a good idea once, too. No, uh, no. I'm saying it wasn't the first time. Every, but yeah, it, I mean, that's, again, that is uh, the... That's apparently, like, they still think slavery is a good thing, because if I feel like a slave most days, I can't own anything. i got to pay tax to own what I yeah. own. It's, it's just nonsense. Well, I would also say that their inability to accept what the reality of what's actually happened is just astound- it's astounding. But yeah. we can argue about that. But you're right. Uh, I, I, you, I've, I've thought about the way you've described it. You're right, providing there is that proper research and that money hasn't paid for dodgy results. I'm, I'm on your side. We do, we do have a user fee system in the United States where the research gets done and the company is required to pay for it. Mm. And if they don't do the testing unless somebody pays them for it. That way the taxpayers aren't on the hook for And what was happening before was that people would just clog the system with crazy ideas that people knew wouldn't work, but they were having to take them in the order that they were received. And mm. everyone in the world came to the United States to get a vaccine approved because they knew that EPA or FDA at the time had the gold standard. And if you got it approved in the United States, it was a lot in the faster world. Proved everywhere uh, else. And, and I think, Jay, the S before Operation Warp Speed, the estimated time lag, you mentioned the, the extreme of 30 to 40 years, but I think the average was six to seven years. 
Yeah. yeah, it's not a long time. It's about seven, yeah, six to eight years. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I just yeah. can't believe that. I just can't believe that now the whole world hasn't hasn't banned them. I, that's the bit I, I find I struggle to understand. But there you go. But if you ban if you ban the vaccine because of the mRNA, you have to ban all vaccines. Period. Because there's no. no accelerated risk with the mRNA over the cultured vaccine. It's what well, is put is, in it. Well, 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 there is if they pro- improperly uh, designed it around a code that wasn't accurate. And that's what the doctor that actually yeah, they can design a culture around a virus that's not accurate either. They can put something else in there and design no, that. But hang on. No, no, no. No, no, because it, the difference no is... Itself. No, let me... Because I have read about this. The reason why he says this is different is that because they didn't get the proper genetic code, the spike protein actually doesn't do what it's designed to do, and it ends up finding other parts of your body. I agree. To, to I agree 100%. So but the spike to... protein can be added to the other culture is my point. So the point I'm trying to make, and you, I can't believe you're saying this, is those vaccines, the, the, the ones that have been developed so far for COVID-19, have to be banned. Not for no, anything else. Well, but... You that that I agree. in all fairness, Andrew, that's not really what you said though. You said all mRNA vaccine. No, no. Sorry, I meant COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah mRNA I, vaccine. I agree. I understood agree. that, and I agree completely with you as well. That we we shouldn't allow anybody else to get a vaccine booster until they've completed. Again, what is that prerequisite? amount of study and and at the same time let's have some more entries into the market right there's bound to be some other absolutely, absolutely. except to say except to say that a very very shrewd old vet told me as this before this was all relayed that this type of virus covid19 this virus the point about the problem with it is that it mutates so much that it's very unlikely that a vaccine of this, this this type would ever harness that virus. Well, and remember, remember when this whole thing started uh, way back when we had the conversation about. So, what is a coronavirus? It's mm. shipping fever. For for a cattleman, you call it shipping fever. That is what mm. it is, mm. and. And we did, we again, we did the research and found exactly the same thing on shipping fever way back when. And trying to buy a vaccine for shipping fever today, uh, people won't sell you one because people stop buying them because they, what, didn't Mutate. work. It no, they work. didn't work because the virus still- mutates through the herd. And then it, uh, the only way to uh, die, the only way to address it is the way Trent's addressing it in his own yeah. operation. Yeah, and and there are other therapeutics like ivermectin that have been designed to, on a broad spectrum, stop the worst of the symptoms of this type of uh, virus. Uh, Andrew, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I I need to add something. As I stopped using vaccinations, I started Mm -hmm. increasing my worming program. Yeah. And I think the two are related. I don't understand why they're related, but I think the two clearly are related because otherwise a wormer would not be even helping people with cancer. You have, you have well, people, you, I have friends you, who are taking you, an, an Ivamec or a safeguard 
canine safeguard that are being yeah. treated for cancer and it's working. Why? I yeah, don't know. Well, but listen, it works. If you listen to um, the person who's helping my wife at the moment, uh, who's a, who, who wrote a famous book um, and has cured many, many people from cancer, he actually takes you through the science of that trend, the science behind what you've just described. And it's I would to like do to with know them. that science. It's to do with the the uh, the way that um, viruses can be very similar in the way that they work to pathogens, and he explains why that a, a good um, uh, a, you know broad spectrum wormer, which to be fair, ivermectin is one of those, has very good uh, healing capabilities against viruses like coronaviruses and against cancer as well. So there you go. So I have a friend who's a professor at an unnamed university. I'm all about unnamed things today, but I don't want to get this friend in in trouble at a land-grant university. Makes the contention to me on a regular basis that viruses don't actually exist. Yeah, I've heard that whole discussion before. Let's just say this. Where you and I maybe don't, don't agree, I don't think... Uh, that because uh, of you just said they sequenced the, the virus but the one thing is i have had whatever this is i've had it and i was very poorly with it and secondly i have absolutely no doubts in my mind that uh that this virus was weaponized with gain of function technology so whatever you call it it might have a different name to what you've just described those people in laboratories in 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 ukraine and wuhan they adjusted this virus to make it more potent. I got, a, I got a little caveat as I close this segment. This same professor had a student who was in the Wuhan lab at the time a gain of function was taking place. And wow. the supposed virus came out. We'll be back with a lot. All right. This will be like the last day warning you. Dan Perotic is offering. Well, Lifgren's are offering. Dan Perotic is selling. This ranch, Lifkin Ranch near Murdo, South Dakota, 2,305 acres. Half of that is cropland. I'm told level cropland. The other half is beautiful Jones County pasture. We're not making any more land, and this will be my last opportunity to let you know that Dan Perotic is inviting you to get more details or show up at 11 o'clock. That's when the viewing starts tomorrow 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock central time is the sale. 2,305. I love this house. I just love this old style house. It says it needs a little TLC. My house needs a lot of TLC. Parodicauction.com. This land sale tomorrow, the 12th day of April, 1 o'clock central time. P-I-R-O-U-T-E-K. Parodicauction.com. Welcome back. Roll out. Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson, Jay Truitt. Well, I'm going to reach out to folks in Missouri, uh, Jay, and if there's anything I can do to help bring some calmness to the situation, we need to do that. Well, it uh, you know, and so the sad thing about this is this all got, as you said, this all got started because of a person who in the state of Missouri, who's really not even really a Missouri native, which is not relevant, uh, but... This is a uh, non-Missouri has, native saying that Missouri natives should be have the only say. Yeah, exactly. But more <laughs> importantly, it's a, it's a it's a guy that started circulating a video as a part of 
his homesteading channel on YouTube. And and in order to get views, this is one of those things that people wanted, you know, they want to uh, listen. We as a society, we have to stop this, that we pursue fear. In uh, here, lieu here. of in lieu of reason, and when we uh, again, so to Andrew's point before, right? We know that something happened right during the last couple of years. No I doubt had about it. Something, something that made me sick twice. Once really sick, uh, and once really so sick. But I tested positive for this thing twice, and. Uh, well, I believe I did, right? Um, because ne- the tests weren't uh, didn't go through the FDA process either, and so we really don't know. The point is, it helped. It helped like put the icing on the cake of training us that every time um, something goes wrong, we instantly look for the government to actually solve that problem and fix that problem, and we stop evaluating what we're already doing. We didn't we didn't ask those questions during COVID of okay, what it what should the government not do? Right? Well That's, actually I did. I did. did ask that question. I did. You did. Obviously, yeah. we had a lot of conversations about it, but generically across the country, yeah. that wasn't what we discussed. No, it wasn't. No, no most, oh, people, most, people, most people most ha- people were happy with uh, three weeks to flatten the curb, six foot apart, um, masks, and as many jabs as they wanted to give you until they realized that something wasn't right. But that's, sadly, that's what happened. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I had it, and I used ivermectin. It was very poorly, so I know. Now, it may well be that Claire, that uh, that uh, Trent says I had a, well, a version of the flu. I'm not going to say that I didn't. That might, I, I, I'll accept that as a prognosis. The point is that whatever happened at, and I'm not 100% sure it was Wuhan, but it was certainly at one of those labs, whatever happened there did spread throughout the world and people then made it worse Yeah, the way that they had managed that whole pandemic in terms of fear. But, you know, We all know that all the flu cases were thrown into that and, you know, like Trent said earlier on today that, you know, somebody getting hit by a car died suddenly. There were people that were going into hospital after road accidents. They were tested with a PCR test. They were dying of the road accident, but they were put down as COVID deaths. So we yeah. know how that all worked. So at the end of the day, I know that many, many thousands of people were diagnosed with something they didn't have. I get that. And, but still, the, the main point, and, and I yeah. think most livestock people were trying to yell at the top of their lungs during that period of time. My most traumatic experience, I, I, one of the top five traumatic experiences for me in agriculture. I was mm-hmm. 17 years old. I graduated from high school. I decided that I was not going to pursue a future in baseball. I was going to be a farmer. And I bought some high-dollar animals, and I tried to have the genetics that people wanted, and they, they happened to be spotted pigs. And I bought a $4,000 boar without my parents' permission. That was kind of a traumatic experience, but we got over that. And the first four litters, which I only had like 12 sows at that time. I was 17. The first four litters died 100% from TGE. Yeah. And you know what we did to f- make sure that we got these 
pigs inoculated to TGE, we would did a feedback program. We would take the pigs, yeah. I'd chop them up, and I would feed them back to the sows, and we would create a level of immunity that, boom, you got through that traumatic experience. It was traumatic right. to me because... I lost these pigs that I invested a lot of money in as a 17-year-old kid. But what we did to fix it was get those sows exposed to that exact concept, which is how a, a vaccine is supposed to work. Do you know what TGE is? It's one of the first coronaviruses that we established. And so you think about how we treated people who supposedly had coronavirus. Their immune system, you should have done anyway. Absolutely. But we isolated them instead of creating a, I mean, I'm not, I'm not no, recommending that we right. feed back people to people. What I'm saying is you don't isolate people if you want to develop an immunity to some organism. Well, not right. only that, especially when you find out that vitamin D is very important in uh, shielding you from the, the said virus as well. That's why I, like the flu, it was much more prevalent in the winter. So yeah, look, I, I'm, I look at what you're both saying. I see that there's a knee-jerk reaction and it's fear porn on on speed, really. And we're not looking at the uh, the therapeutic answers. But that's what I think we should be doing now because it's what I think it's done is identify to the world. And if you talk to people calmly, that actually there's loads of stuff out there that the medical profession could have given us with far less cost to us as taxpayers, but also with much more long-term positive outcomes to our health. And, you know, that that's the thing that I think will be the legacy of this when people take a step back and lose the fear, as There's, you say. So, yeah, but so, Andrew, though, like we're so right now we're in the uh, well, at least in the state of Missouri, you're in the middle of one of those little crisis moments. And if anybody, if anybody, especially any uh, of the political leaders um, that are involved in this discussion in these states, and there's more than one state that is having this conversation, just Missouri is farthest along. Um, anybody that is involved in this, ask your, look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you even qualified to answer this question in yeah. all honesty? And yeah. the answer good, is good no. Point. There's no the, the I will tell them up front and I I would I I don't mean to be like be rude or brutal to them but the fact is I haven't met I know almost all the people that are involved in the conversation in the state of Missouri none of them are truly qualified to answer the question Okay, and and they're going to make a decision based on people's feelings and their emotions, et cetera, and and that's almost always a bad reason to make a law. Yeah, true. Yeah, I well, there is one phone call away from Dr. Hank Harris, who is a friend of mine, who was the first person to make that PED, which, by the way, PED is also a cousin of TGE and a coronavirus, mm -hmm. but he's the one who made that vaccine in 2015. He should be sitting there explaining how this works. Is yeah. it a danger or not? He should be the one doing that. Well, so I'm, I'm still... The thing I've learned is, is, is that the, your, own, your own immune system, having had the, the virus, is the key. I'm just... I'm not ready to throw cold water on the quote-unquote mRNA process any more than I'm ready to throw food fuel on the fire to support it. Um, it. If we need to have a longer discussion about it, let's have a longer discussion. Yeah. 
and 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 just be patient we you know we're the only we're the only society in history that literally believes instant gratification is not long enough and (laughs) hey snapchat me that statement okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah no there's something else i see out of the corner of my eye that Andrew and I talked about briefly last week one day, which is vital to this whole discussion. While we are seeing the food and energy infrastructure disassimilate in front of us in the UK and the United States, right? right. all of a sudden, Egypt and co- countries in Kenya or countries in Africa, Kenya, are building an infrastructure for food systems that nobody's paying attention to. Egypt's putting like $350 million into this high-tech irrigation system. Well, we're blowing up irrigation systems in the United States left and right. Saudi Arabia exported fresh produce for the first time in its history this year. Think about well, that. I, I, I really do think that um, you're seeing a reaction to a change in the world order, I have mm-hmm. to say that. I think it's a. Re- I actually begin to think it's a really positive thing. And you know, Andrew, the, the, and Andrew, which country did not mandate the jab? Which continent did not mandate the jab like any other? Africa. Well, it would be Africa, right? Yeah. I, 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 here's this another is thing, not man. an accident. I, I, here's another thing. You know, um, uh, well, yeah, because they had tyranny laid on them for a long time they can see it coming um well also they were taking chlorofluoroquinoline uh to to avoid uh getting uh in uh diseases from mosquitoes all along and so it really yeah. wasn't their issue either it's like they were ivermectin ivermectin is one of the most successful dro- drugs ever in africa yep one minute um, yep one okay minute. i'll leave you with this positive news innocent do you know who innocent are they're the drinks company that uh, took the world by storm in the UK on fresh smoothies. And then, unfortunately, their parent company bought them, and it was the old Coca-Cola. Anyway, they have this week withdrawn their three, well, I would call them iconic products. Oat, almond, and hazelnut milk have been withdrawn because of lack of interest. Mm-hmm. That's the real world. That's the real world. Yep. And I just think that's great. No, trust, uh, trust facts. Don't trust passion from political sources. I just leave it at that. That'll do it. We have successfully journeyed down the road, connecting food producers to food consumers for Jay Truitt. Andrew Henderson, I'm Trent Luce. All three of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. I want to remind you that uh, finally today, as always, it's about empowerment. Protect the Harvest is working at a major revamp that is going to bring the information that you need, even in a more convenient package. Free and fed America is what it's about. We cannot maintain a free and fed America if we are not empowered with the truth. It actually, the truth goes back to the Bible, folks, and we've gotten away from the biblical stands. Property rights is in our Constitution. It's biblical. And the only way we can truly go forward with a free and fed America is that we maintain faith in ourselves and a higher power in God. We're doing God's work. That is how we maintain the freedom and the fed status. Protectedtheharvest.com embodies all of that. Speaking of a 
free and fed status. Have you been to High Plains Cattle Supply? Robert Farnham. He cannot still have pork jerky. What's this guy doing? Everybody else is eating it like it's crack cocaine. Robert never calls and orders more. Go in and say, Robert, what's up with loose tails pork jerky?